You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We don't have any new callers today, I don't think. No, we don't. So let's get started with Trevor. Brian? What's up? Well, it's not today. I am very mad at one Anders Carlson. All right. I placed a $2 bet on like a 15-leg single-game parlay on the Packers. Okay. It was all Packers stuff. Yep. Packers win, took the over... You know, Tunyon, not Tunyon, wow, wow, not Tunyon, Kraft, 25 yards. Jaden Reed, 40 yards and a touchdown and five receptions. Dobbs, 25 yards, three receptions. Love, 225 passing yards and two plus TD. I mean, it was all kinds of stuff. All just Packers, Packers, Packers. AJ Dillon, 25 rushing yards. Aaron Jones, 40 plus rushing yards. You know, every, everything hit. Everything hit. Yeah. But the over was 43 and a half. And Andres Carlson missed an extra point. He missed the extra point. We would have been 44 points in the game. Wow. And my $2 bet would have paid out $117. Oof. So you know what? Anders really needs to figure out this extra point stuff because now it is costing me. That's right. Um, didn't cost us a loss, but cost me dearly. That's more important. Because that would have been a hell of a bet. Yeah. All in all, I just I don't understand how he uh, is continuing to do so well with his field goals. But miss all these extra points. That that doesn't make sense to me. But um, I still think you know he should be a good kicker for us, and um, I think I'll straighten it out. Anyway, go back go. Well, I'm very sorry that that happened to you. That's obviously really uh, really unfortunate. And I, and I agree, he's got to step it up because he has cost some people money. Hey, Ryan. Hey, what's up, man? Happy New Year. What's up, Joe? Joe, the janitor. From Connecticut. Yes, sir. And I'd also like to say Happy New Year to the rest of the Packer Net podcast listeners. Um, oh man, what a what a game yesterday, huh? Um, Joe Barry finally put a whooping on a couple of um, fourth string quarterbacks, which was good to see. Because um, uh, you know he's not going to be retained. He's got one more game left. Well, 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 if we beat the Bears, he might have more than one game left. But you know how that goes. Um, Yo, Barry, uh, I want to wish your family and you well. Um, we appreciate this last game. And um, I also appreciate it if you maybe do this in the next game against the Bears and, and Justin Fields, who is a pretty um, below average quarterback to begin with so anyway again happy new year's really excited about yesterday's game that was great um and i will call back it's been pretty busy around these parts in janitor world you know well pbr's for the win packers for the win and show out 
it is kind of an odd situation to be in. Be like, I can't wait till Joe Barry's gone. But hey, Joe, man, love you, dog. Hey, could you do that again? Like, you know, like if you could just be great for like a bunch more games so that we can win a Super Bowl with you, thanks to your expertise and making this whole defense run well, um, going to fire you anyways. But um, yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great if we could kind of, you know, do that again kind of thing. So, okay, we'll talk to you. Hey, what's up, Kyle from Madison? How we doing? Good. So I'm kind of, you know, when, whenever the Packers win, I like to go through, and I, I don't know why I do it to myself, because it's not the best entertainment, I guess. I don't know if it's the shot in Freud or what, but I'll record, like, the herd and some of those talking head shows that they have for Packers victory just to see that minute or two that they spend on it. Um, it's like a guilty pleasure, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm watching the herd from this morning, and, you know, as Colin tries to, like, hope we all have the memory of a goldfish and, you know, sure. he can explain to us how he was always in on Jordan Love. But then they had a segment on the Bears because they secured the number one pick. And, uh, you know, they're kind of debating what do they do. And I was thinking to myself, well, going to this Bears game, here's kind of, like, how I feel about it. I don't know if this is the reality, but... If we go and we throttle the Bears and Jordan Love looks great, I think the Bears certainly take Caleb Williams from first overall. Yeah. I think they're gonna they're gonna see like, oh, okay, Packers have their quarterback. We need to get ours. Here's our opportunity. If the Bears, God forbid, but if the Bears beat us and Fields looks good, I think they might not. So it is kind of a weird setup for next for this this Sunday. But then. Uh, what's his, what's Colin's co-host name? It's like, is uh, Jason, is it Jason McIntyre? Yeah, I think it's Jason McIntyre. You know what I'm talking about, the dude. Yeah, 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 I know the dude. So, he chimes in, he says, you know, oh, that'll be a difficult one, you know, for the Bears. And then he says, but I think the even more difficult one is for the Packers. Like, you know, are you going to stick with love? Are you going to draft a quarterback? Yeah. What? Well, it's funny because, I mean, th- there really is a huge split on Jordan Love. And there are a massive amount of people that are still stuck on the anti-Jordan Love train that have no idea what he's been doing lately. I just watched, um, man, it- it's almost like every show that I've seen with Jordan Love, there's a huge split. I, I don't remember, I think it was CBS, and there was like a panel of four or something, and um, somebody was talking real big about Jordan Love. Like, he's been amazing. He's been elite. He's been... The, and the other hosts were, like, giggling and, like, looking like, what is he talking about? Like, th- there there are basically two camps. There's, there's the one camp that has seen what Jordan Love has done since week nine and is like, holy crap, this is impressive. And then there's the other group that's like, I don't know, he... He was bad, and then he had, like, a game against the Chiefs that was impressive, but then he was bad again, and then, like, he had a good game against Minnesota. So it's like, I don't know. What do you really have there? You know, just a very, very zoomed out, like, just half a glance at what Jordan Love's done. And there there really is, and that's where even on that show, I didn't see it, but you've got the one guy doing a half a glance at Jordan Love going, yeah, you know, I don't know if they're going to have to keep him or whatever, thinking that he was making some kind of a great point. And Colin Coward, who's been sitting there watching this whole thing unravel and trying to figure out, crap, he's getting good. How am I supposed to spin this? But actually paying attention, going, bro, what what are you even talking about? Like, what? <laughs> and, and, and again, that's everywhere. You look at Bears fans right now, they have no idea. They have no idea. There, there might be some that are paying attention that know, but I'm shocked the level to which Bears fans do not realize how good Jordan Love's been. Like, oh, his, his downfield ac- his accuracy's trash. It's like, that's not a thing anymore. Well, he, he, what has he got, like a 30% completion rate on passes beyond 20 yards? It's like, no, he's actually fifth in that metric since week nine. Oh, well, well, well he's still, like, he still misses guys that are wide open. Like, not, re- not at a rate higher than, like, everybody else. So, no. That's like, they don't know, which again is part of the reason why I really want this to continue and to win this game and get into the playoffs. Because as I said, if we lose this game, the narrative is going to creep back the other direction. 
there's going to be talk about Jordan. He's not very good, and he's going to get a contract, and it's like, oh, they overpaid him, and I just don't know about this Packers team. And, you know, they, they showed flashes, but are they actually good? I know how this works. It's, it's, it's very short memories. And, you know, it's, it's going to be, what, what are we even talking about? It's a team that missed the playoffs. It's a team that lost to the Giants. It's a team that lost to the freaking, you know, I don't know, whoever else we lost to. I was going to say Carolina, but we actually eked out that win. Lost to Tampa, I guess, is not a great team. But um, that's, that's how it's going to go. And that's why I want to win the game. And, and, and by the way, before I finish your call here, the... I, I get what you're saying, and I had a half a thought. I almost actually tweeted that. Like it would, I saw Kyle Brandt or Russell, one of the Brandt, whatever freaking Brandt it is, with the big jaw and the and the. You know who he reminds me of? Jason Wildy, because everything's so dramatic with him. He does a video, and it's like I I I don't want to talk at you anymore, Justin Fields. I've been talking at you. We've all been talking at you all year. I want to talk to you, Justin. I want to talk to you, it's like, bro relax relax reminds me of wildy when he asked the question the coach i just uh man you know really just like i know that this is like a big deal you know and and like we ask you all kinds of questions and i just want to break it down and get real serious with you if i can for just a minute there okay coach just ask your freaking question dude and then we move on to the next one that's how this goes like, it's this whole, like, everybody look at me thing going on. It's so annoying. But anyways, Brant did the whole thing where you win this game and it's for your career and da-da-da-da. Bro, if he wins this game, the Bears suck. They've always sucked with Justin Fields. Justin Fields has been a bad quarterback. Every stat that he holds is complete garbage. And his record against the Pack, like, if you beat the Packers, that's all you have to do. What, what is he going to be, 1-5 against the Packers? If he wins this game, that's all it takes. If all it takes is one time beating your rival, then I think Jordan Love is deserving of like a $60 million contract. So, I mean, it's it's stupid. They're not going to pass on Caleb Williams because he beat the Packers one time. That's so dumb. He's bad. He's not good enough. And Caleb Williams is potentially like freaking Pat Mahomes. Under no circumstance is there any way that he could play. Nothing he can do. He could throw 10 touchdowns in this game. I'm taking Caleb Williams. It's so stupid to think that they're going to stick with this three-year investment with a GM that didn't even pick the guy, wouldn't even commit to the guy or really build around him. They finally gave him the target that he wanted. DJ, DJ Moore has been fantastic. Way better than I said he was going to be. One of the best wide receivers in football. And Justin Fields is still not any better. He's the same freaking guy that can't throw very well and can't anticipate and can't do all these things. He's not good enough. It doesn't matter if you beat the Packers. It's stupid. Now, if you told me 100% that the Bears were actually that freaking dumb, that they were, they were going to keep Justin Fields so long as they win the game and Justin doesn't look like garbage... I mean, I'm still I'm still rooting against them, but that's a heck of a consolation prize for losing that game because that is the dumbest freaking thing that the Bears could possibly do. He's not good enough. Period. I don't. I, he was totally serious. Like I don't understand. How? What? Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do, Jason. Yeah, I guess they're probably gonna look for a quarterback at whatever they pick. What, what kind of stupidity are we talking about here? Who, who the hell is this guy? How is he on television at all? Why is he on my television with that kind of a moronic take? It's not even close. What are we talking about? Is that, is that actually a conversation he had somewhere? I have not heard that. Is there a conversation somewhere in national media that maybe the Packers should take a quarterback? What, what are we talking about? Anyway, Jesus. Hopefully you can find a clip. It's, it's like jaw to the floor type of thing. Like, what are we, what? Anyway, talk to you later. Yeah, like I said, that that's been my observation recently. Has been a ton of like just a, a split. I would say that they're very extreme. Kind of in the middle is sort of like the PFF take, which is like he looks really good in flashes, but it's inconsistent. Not necessarily like he's you know leaning toward the good side. The, the comparison was actually like Josh Allen. Josh Allen is actually a very inconsistent quarterback, but he's like an elite quarterback because of the high end. Um, 
I hate to even use the Josh Allen comparison because everybody uses the Josh Allen comparison, and usually it's only when your quarterback sucks do you actually use the Josh Allen comparison. But in this case, it actually kind of pads out because it's not... Uh, I'm okay. It's, it's not the same Josh Allen comparison that everybody else usually always uses, which is, hey, my quarterback sucks, but so did Josh Allen. It's No, I'm, I'm comparing him to like current-day Josh Allen. Like the the after he was bad, Josh Allen, he's still very inconsistent. And there's still some of those like, man, I just don't know. But when they're at their peak, I mean, it's it's the best team, best quarterback in football. So that's what they're starting to see. And I kind of can see it, although I don't know that that's I mean, I, I'm not as familiar with, I guess, Josh Allen and his peaks and valleys. I mean, I've seen a little bit, but not enough to really compare to what we've seen with Josh or uh, with our guy. But uh, I don't hate it. I'll leave it at that. Hey! Hey! hey. What's up, brother? Hey, hey, hey. Your pal Snacks. What's going on, man? Driving the countryside, my good man. Driving mm. the countryside. Good times. Um, I'm all the way back to Nashville. I was up in, in Green Bay uh, for the holidays. But just um, one, of, one point, I actually stopped in Chicago earlier today to grab a, a bite and watch the first half of that, that Alabama-Michigan game and sat with some guys and sat in a bar there for a minute and um, talked to them about each one of them and they all want Justin Fields back. And I just, <laughs> oh, man, I I just, I know everybody's kind of talked about it, not to beat a dead horse, but gosh, it's just amazing to me how they can just cling on to just even any glimmer of goodness, but they didn't never really see past the windshield. It's just, it's, it's so, it's just nuts. Um, it's just nuts. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that, I mean, obviously I want us to, to do, to do work and, you know, beat the pants off of Chicago on Sunday. Um, I just, if we do and feel was terrible, that's probably a nail in his coffin. And it may already be that way, but, so I just thought that was interesting. Um, and I just love being back in Chicago and hearing that stuff. It just it brings warmth to my soul. Second off. Well, my, my favorite part of that, honestly, has kind of been the flip side of it. I love that some of the Bears fans that have been coming from my throat for a long time are actually getting my side. They're They're retweeting my stuff to help them fight the good fight against Justin Fields. Cause it, it's, it's a 50, 50 battle now. And it, it seems to be, you know, it, it ebbs and it flows, I guess is probably a, a little bit higher up on the Justin Fields right now. <sighs> Cause they're winning football games. I'm sorry. But, um, I, I, I just, I find that interesting and it's kind of funny to me that it's, it's like, I mean, fair enough. It's not that I want you guys to get, uh, Caleb. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't. But we're kind of on the same team at this point in terms of like you guys would be dumb to keep Justin Fields because he's not good. And they're like, see, look what this guy says over here. He knows, he knows stuff. Super smart Packer fan over here says says so. That's what we should do. So that's been it's been fun because usually I see a Bears account retweet me and I'm like, oh, what is this now? And they're just agreeing, which is strange. What a live stream! How in God's name do I not know about that? <laughs> I mean, I was sitting with my folks and my wife and whatever, so I, and it was New Year's Eve. So I don't know if I would have been able to hop on that stream and, and act like a nut job. But, man, I, I got to be honest, I'm kind of bummed that I wasn't there. So um, I think I'm actually going to the game on Sunday. Ah. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to do what you all are doing this week. But, man, that's, that's awesome, man. I hope that there's an opportunity for me to hop on one of those and really, yeah. really start screaming. Um, and then the third part is, I think we need to come up with maybe. Uh, well, let me let me just stop this. So we're going to do another one. Uh, we're going to do a live stream during the game of uh, the Packers Bears game. So please, please, please make sure you're there on YouTube, Packer Net Podcast, or it'll be broadcasting Twitter or Facebook. So any of those places, I'll try to remember to go and and share the Facebook page to the Facebook group because there's more people in the group, but that it streams to the page. Um, but any of those places you can find the stream and just pull it up and you can just have it up next to you. You don't have to like, that's your sole way of watching it. You can throw it up on your phone or a tablet or, or a laptop and just kind of throw it on the couch over next to you or whatever. So you can throw in a little comment whenever something happens, 
touchdown, you kind of pop over. I'm, I think there's a misconception of like, well, I'd rather watch it on my TV. Watch it on your TV. I'm, I'm watching it on my TV too. I'm just, I just, I'm also streaming. So it's kind of just a way for us to hang out and jump in the comment section together and, and chat and talk or whatever while also watching the game. So please be sure to check that out. And um, maybe what I'll do, I don't know if I know any of your socials. Maybe you've, you've told me before, but I don't remember. But if you hit me up, if you're going to the game, I can... Uh, oh, man, the yawning. I got to get some coffee. I, uh, I can send you a link. And even on your phone, you can just click the link and it'll join. And then you can pop in for a minute or two and just scream, you know, after a touchdown. Or like if it, another really cool thing... If you uh, call in and they're getting down by the goal line, you'll be way ahead of all of us, but it'd still be cool. You just like take a shot of it when they're getting down there. We can watch that play and maybe even catch a live touchdown or something. I don't know, whatever. Or just after the touchdown, you start screaming. The problem is we're not even going to know what happened. So you're going to be like trying to get in. I'm like, shut up, snacks. Don't even tell me. Um, but just hang in there because I'll, I'll, I'll get you in eventually once we see actually what happened. Then you can scream something like that. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, it'd be a good time for sure. And and that's an open invitation to other people too. Like if you're out tailgating or whatever, uh, just shoot me a message on social media. I can't promise you that I'll see it. But um, if I think it's interesting enough, I might send you a, a link to it. Um, I don't want it to be too bogged down with 700 different people just constantly popping in and out every second. But, you know, whatever. We're, we're just hanging out, man. That's all it is. So just let me know. And again, just make sure you're there. Make sure you're hanging out, and uh, I certainly would appreciate it. It's more fun when there's people in comments. Otherwise, I'm just kind of staring at a screen with nothing to do, and it's not worth it. The, the other thing that's big, and I'm kind of sad I wasn't streaming all year, the reason I haven't done live streams is because I felt bad for my son. He loves watching the games, and um, he was actually really bummed out. I felt really bad. I said I was going to do it, so I committed to it. Big game. I said I'm doing Minnesota, and um, I told him I was going to do the live stream, and he he was – like he just like walked out and w- was like, I'm just going to watch it upstairs. And I was like, Oh dude, I feel so bad. Like I'm abandoning him on our big day, our big Packer day. And I was like, you know, told him to come back down, sit by me. He loved that so much, man. He had so much fun doing the live stream with me. Um, I might have to try to scooch my chair over, see if I can get him on the str- screen. So he's not just off in the distance, but um, no, he loved it. He can't wait. Like, I can't wait to do it again. Like, we got to do that stream thing again. Like, yeah, dude. So I'm kind of bummed we didn't do it all year, and now I hope uh, I hope we win the game so we can go to the playoffs and have a playoff live stream too, which would be pretty fantastic. Heck, we could do. Who knows? We'll be doing this all the way into the Super Bowl, and you never know. But uh, yeah, that is the plan, and I hope to see you there. I don't know, like a translator. We call it a snatch translator. Yeah, for the stuff that I yell into the <laughs> phone during the game and let everybody know what it is. Um. It's just hilarious that I, it's so loud and it's so muffled. But the majority of them have me yelling, love, man, okay. for love. Fair enough. I uh, read in a really extended way, and then we march. Yeah. But there's a whole slew of other things. So maybe from week to week, I'll chime in every once in a while, let you know what I was really howling. <laughs> Golly, that was fun. All right, brother. Happy New Year. Yep. Till the next. You too. I think I did pick up on We March, but it was one of those things where it's like, I'm not positive that's what he's saying, but I think that's what he's saying. I, I don't I don't 100% know that, though, so I didn't want to commit to that, so I'm, I'm glad you clarified that. Uh, but yeah, be sure to hang out with us on Sunday for the game. We'll be doing the live stream, having a good old time, lots of screaming, ranting, raving, and uh, it's good getting the uh, comment section involved, having a good time. So, uh, yeah. Hope to see you there. And if there's any confusion, where do I go? What do I do? Just let me know, and I will make sure you get that. But again, I, I don't. I'm, I put it out there as as front and center as I can. It's packing a podcast on YouTube, pack underscore daddy on Twitter, and then packing a podcast on Facebook. Uh, how are we doing with time? Oh, we're we're getting there. Let's take a break. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddies, where you can support the podcast, or hit me up on Venmo, packing a podcast. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. 
And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, Packy, Rambo, you boys got the Rona. Oh, no. You can hardly watch the game, but I was there to, to watch it. Um, listening to the podcast about the Victory Monday, you're talking about Stokes and Jair not being there. Because it's obvious to me that defense plays better when they're not there. I mean, use your eyes and watch the games. Sure, it's maybe not a skill thing, but it's a intangible or a, a communication thing with the rest of the team. I mean, no Jair's a weirdo. If you're a weirdo, you're not going to communicate exactly well with other people. Obviously. Like going out to the frickin' coin toss. Like a weirdo. Weirdos do weird things. And normal people can't expect the weird things that weirdos do. I don't know how this is getting into being weirdos, but... um, Anyhow, I can't believe I missed the live stream. I'm excited to hear we have it going next week. All right, go pack, go. Let's not shit the bed this week. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't do a, I guess a good enough job getting the the word out on that. Um, I thought we had a pretty good showing, which was nice. Um, it's hard to do live streams. I mean, it, just not a lot of people there generally, like as a proportion of like if you did a video and just how many total views it's going to get. It's a pretty small percentage of that that are willing to just hang out on a live. But um, for what I'm used to, it was, a, it was a pretty decent size. So I'm hoping we can do a lot better than that and uh, can just get a ton of people in there, and we can just have some fun. I, I What I should do is brainstorm some different things that we can do. I, I did it so last minute, I didn't have a ton of great ideas. Like, I added, like, the uh, the touchdown thing, and that was about it. Uh, I should get some freaking overlays and some other stuff. We could have some, could have, like, a drinking game thing set up, even though I'm, I'm not a drinker, but I'll drink a freaking something. I don't know. I'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll do something. It'll be fun. Actually, you know what? Hit me up with some ideas if you got some. That's perfect for the call-in show. What what kind of stuff should we do? So we could do like a, a drinking game. We could do, I don't know. Well, just hit me up with some ideas that you think would be fun uh, to do during the Packer game because obviously there's a lot of downtime and stuff, so it'd be kind of fun to have some other things going on. Uh, as far as the Jair, I mean, look, I don't know. I, I, I know that that's what people have said, that the defense is better when they're not out there. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. It's a small enough sample size that you could chalk it up to coincidence. Um, I mean, you'd have to further determine that it's specifically those guys, and I don't think you can. I mean, again, Jair has graded out better than than anybody else. I mean, I don't know if that's up to date, but last time I checked, graded out higher than anybody else, so it's hard to say that he's the problem and somebody else is better. Um, you know, it's... it. it, it uh, I don't. I it it would just it would require a further investigation, and it's honestly not that interesting to me because Jair's not going anywhere, and Valentine and Valentine are not the long term starters of this team. I mean, it's just not the case. Now, Jair is not playing good enough, 
And I think he knows that. And and part of that is probably due to injury. And, and maybe some of it's not. It's it's an attitude issue. And it's a pouting and effort issue. And, and who knows what else? And, and Stokes, I mean, you know, the guy's played like a game in the last two years. So I, I don't even care about where he's at. Uh, you know, big freaking deal. It's just it 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 doesn't matter. It's it's we can argue about which one is better, but we know which direction it's going to go, and uh, that's just going to be that. And I hope that we can get Jire back to uh, normal form, and um, that's about it. That's all I can say as far as being weird. I mean, it's 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 a weird that has never really bothered me, and I never really knew it bothered Packer fans until they determined he's a bad football player, and then suddenly it seems like his version of weird became like some kind of an evil thing that we cannot tolerate which i i just I'm, I'm just not on that same boat i don't know what sweeping flu came through packer fans that caused this but i didn't catch it so uh aaron what's going on hey, Aaron, this is aaron um I, i'm gonna try to fit everything i can into one call Sounds if i can't that's okay i'll make two calls um anyways first and foremost historically um i've done something where every time the packers score a touchdown i have a beer or, and if they have, if they ever like break a record, like they've been doing recently, I take a shot. And so since our offense is torching, even like the best defenses, um, as if Joe Barry is their defensive coordinator. I love how the, the flow of this show works better than the flow of my show. My show is like planned. Like there's, there's supposed to be a rhythm to it. This show there's not supposed to be a rhythm to it, and there is. I just said, like, let's do a drinking game or something. You call in talking about a drinking game. I just, I don't understand. Um, I can't do that anymore <laughs> because that's just too much. I get it. And uh, also, I, my New Year's resolution is to not drink um, at all. There you go. So I need something to supplement my every time a Packers score a touchdown. Um, and... I need your help deciding. I don't know if that should be like do like fifteen push-ups or mm-hmm. um, fifteen push-ups is what I should do. Instead, I'm probably going to slam a ham sandwich or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm certain. I'm not going to drop in my office and do fifteen push-ups. But um, I don't. I don't drink, so I don't know. I've got these stupid bubbly things slash Lacroix. Um, I'm actually, I, I might actually do that just because it would make for great content. You know how much that would suck to slam one of those? Probably about as much as a beer, but I haven't done, I haven't slammed anything carbonated in a very long time. And it would just be painful and uncomfortable. And I feel like people would enjoy to see that. Plus, it's just something to do. These things cost like five cents and, and you slam one. And uh, it's only when the Packers score touchdowns. So worst case scenario, they score 50 points and I'm here puking on stream, which is worth it if they're scoring 50 points. Am I right? I think I'm right. Run one mile for each touchdown. Oh, I don't know. Um, Would you stop? You can come up with something. That'd be awesome. Um, and secondly, I am kind of tired of everyone complaining about the refs all the time. Like, it, it, everyone knows it's an issue, and it's just everybody's going to get screwed over at some point, no matter who the team is, whether you have Pat Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or whatever, you're going to get screwed over by the refs at some point. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things that it's frustrating. Yes. But at the same time, it's clear that nothing's going to be done about it. Um, and it's become a crutch to when your team loses, blame the refs, even though when there's the refs aren't to blame, it's just like, as someone who's played sports, you just got to beat the refs because the refs are part of the game. And it's become just such a thing where every every time someone loses, they're like, oh, it's this team versus the rest. It's like, nah, dude. No, maybe your team was just worse today. Like, yeah. come on. I mean, there are times where it's blatantly obvious where the refs are making it about them. But for the most part, just play the game and... Yeah. Um, anyways, that's just my thoughts. Jordan Love is the truth. Jaden Reed is the truth. Tucker Craft is the truth. Aaron Jones never better be anything other than a Packer. Um, yeah. I don't know. So, wow, I fit way more than I meant to in this call. So I'm going to use up my full three minutes. 
Um, what New Year's resolutions do you have, Ryan? Um, yeah. Felt aggressive. Okay. Bye. <laughs> what resolution do you have, Ryan? Um, I don't have any. I haven't. Uh, I haven't really considered it. Um, I, I've kind of been thinking about podcast goals a little bit, but um, that's about it. I came up uh, just a handful shy of the download numbers, which I just found out actually we eclipsed that last year. I was off, so I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. Um, but uh, yeah, just just some general thoughts, you know, as far as moving the podcast forward and continuing to grow, as I believe it has just about every year, aside from the download numbers. But uh, I should I should make some. Re- I should just make resolutions to be healthy. It sounds like this entire call was you telling me that I need to do push-ups and go run a mile and whatnot, which I probably should, except for the running a mile part, because I will. I think I'm past that stage of my life. I've always hated running. At this point, if I ran to the end of my driveway, my knees would just explode, so I'm not going to do that. Ah, yeah, chugging that thing would suck. Um... New Year's resolutions. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't uh, I don't really have anything figured out. I haven't really thought about it to be honest. I should though. I should think about it. I should it would it would help me to focus up and do stuff with intentionality and whatnot. But yeah, as far as the refs, I, I tend to agree. I, I think the the only time I really ever want to hear anybody complain is when there is a very obvious wrong call that if it goes the other way, the other team wins. Not presumably wins or probably wins or gets into field goal range and if they make it they win i mean that that's that's close but we're not there yet because the constant assuming or even just the the you know well if if we would have made that that field goal in the first quarter then we would have won the game no that's not how that works you make the field goal everything changes butterfly effect you don't know that you win you can't just tack on three points and call it the end of the day so i just i just you know so there are more, some more legitimate gripes than others. Some more blatant calls, some more very obvious in terms of if this happens, it's automatic points. But for the most part, it's people going back and finding penalties or, you know, pretending that they're the only ones that, that have this happen when really it's every single football team every single week has calls go against them or not go against them or not go against their opponent that, um, that should or shouldn't or whatever. That's just how football works, man. So in the moment, I get pretty upset about calls, no doubt about it. But, you know, when the game's done, very rarely do I give a crap about what people have to say about the refs. All right, let's take uh, one more break. We'll come here from caller number five. Hey, caller number five here. Hey. Just wanted to um, ease my own anxiety. I don't know. I just hate the idea of two years in a row, two divisional rivals, both looking good at the end of the season, beating us at home to keep us out of the playoffs. That just sounds like a horrific idea. So I'm going to go the other way. We're going to slap the Bears on Sunday. We're going to slap them, just absolute murder, right? It's going to be 35-10, okay? And that 10 is going to be garbage time. Field is going to throw a pick or two. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, we're going to win that game, right? Then here's where things get interesting, right? Here's where things get interesting. Right. The Rams lose to the 49ers, giving us the sixth seed instead of yes. the seventh, right? I think you laid this out in uh, in the pod this morning that I listened to. But, but here's the thing. We go into Detroit. We can get pressure on Goff. He crumbles under pressure. Our offense is cooking right now, and we'll probably have Watson back. We might have Musgrave back, right? Mm -hmm. And the only way that uh, Detroit has been able to get pressure in the last few weeks on defense has been blitzing, and Jordan Love will cook you if you blitz him. Uh, Off his back foot, off of no foot, whatever he needs to do, he will cook you off of a blitz. So here's here's the scenario. We just had a must-win game against the Vikings, division rival. We beat them handedly. We just had a must-win, or we're going to have a must-win game against the Bears. I'm saying we beat them handily. And then finally, we go into Detroit and ruin their playoff party 
by beating them handily. And that would be three must-win division games in a row where we win all three of them just to show the NFC North. There is no new sheriff in town. We are still the best and are going to terrorize you for another 15 years. What happens after that Lions game? Who cares? I mean, who cares, honestly? I just want to get into the playoffs. But anyway, that's it. I'm just going gonna, gonna to feel good about that, and we'll see how it goes. See you. Yeah, I think no matter what, we can make a strong case for that. But, man, it sure would be nice to really, really punctuate that point right here down the stretch. And really, you could just win like two more games and make that statement crystal clear. So, yeah, man, that uh, plan sounds good to me. It's a little risky, but I, you know, we'll, let's let's try it. Hey, Ryan, it's Garrett from Southern Illinois. Hey, uh, called in Saturday with a couple calls that uh, end up getting skipped because I thought I better call in Saturday so that uh, if I call on a Sunday, they'll probably get skipped for for the game. So I, I guessed wrong. Uh, I'm back. Got through some uh, family stuff that uh, just had to be dealt with. That uh, I think things are much, much better. And I would say, um, just to recap what I called in about was um, the the rich class that Green Bay has. Uh, I would like for you to do a season evaluation of the entire team one podcast for the offense and one for the defense and just compare it to the rest of the league overall, how their rookie class did in scores, uh, PFF and otherwise, and just maybe, uh, compare them to the, the best team and the worst team and where does Green Bay fall in, in that category. So I would just dare to say that offensively, the, the touchdowns that our rookies have scored this year, I would, be willing to guess that we're in the top three. It, it's not number one. So I'm just super stoked to see how these guys are coming along. And uh, we've had our ups and downs. We've had injuries. Uh, these guys are proven that they're tough. I mean, Jaden Reed, for Pete's sake, man, the guy is, is just playing through, you know, nicks and, and bruises and, and still going out there and making plays. And... You know, Tucker Craft is, is finally starting to step up like we hoped he would. I think the duo of Musgraves and Kraft uh, could be very epic in the coming years. So I'm very excited about that. Um, just wishing you and yours a uh, happy new year. Um, the Packers got out of Minnesota with a win, which was what we really hoped for. But all in all, we know that the Bears want this game so bad coming up that they're willing to put banners up to commemorate it if they win. So, yeah, this I want this one bad. I want it really bad. So, Green Bay, let's man up. Let's close the season out on a high point, And let's just put the lead on notice that this team is going to be more than what they had ever expected us to be. I'm out. Yeah, I mean, as far as the rookie class, I'm not trying to rain on people's parade. I've seen a lot of stuff out there, so I just kind of leave it be because it's fun and it's cool to see on social media and everything else. Um, But the – sorry, my wife's texting me. The, the, The only thing I would add is some of the statistics are out of necessity. I mean, it's hard to beat what the Packers have done because nobody has really run a team strictly with rookies, you know? And that's not necessarily a positive. It's not a, a sign of how good your team is. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just, you know, whatever. Generally, it would probably be bad. And so for that reason, it's not necessarily a, you know, proof that it's like the greatest group of rookies ever. It's probably just the most rookies that have ever played for an offense ever. But with that said, the fact that they've been able to operate at such a high level is remarkable. It really is. First and second year guys, especially if you include Jordan Love in that group of, you know, first year starting, it really is impressive. And that's, you know, going back to the last call, talking about putting the team, the, the league and the NFC North in particular on notice, that's where you start. Because this is rock bottom. And again, via DVOA, the sixth best offense in football, that's rock bottom. 
good freaking lord. So uh yeah, it's it's been it's been pretty wild and and the reality is Someday these guys aren't going to be rookies anymore or second-round players anymore. They're going to be much more seasoned, and they're going to have more time with Jordan. And I, you know, although possible, I can't really imagine it's all downhill from here. Okay, so here's the, the second part of my phone call that uh, that you skipped. Um, it was regarding the idea of the, the new edition podcast where you pay to have your topic discussed. Yeah. And I know I had messaged you some ideas on some names and intro music and all that, but uh, here was another name I thought I'd throw out to you and maybe a scenario that you can uh, consider for the format. Um, so for the podcast, extra cheese, extra fees. <laughs> maybe that could be your motto like for it. the podcast. So it doesn't really matter what, what you call it. I'm excited to see how that takes off. Um, I think the more that you expand the Packernet uh, format into different areas, I think the better off you are, given that you will have different uh, different listeners and uh, followers uh, tune in to different things because of you offering so many different variety of uh, formats. So Something for there everyone. is that. Um, and I do think... Having that in the off season uh, will pay dividends in more ways than one. Pardon the pun. Uh, when it comes to choosing your topics, um, because there are a lot of things to talk about in the off season, obviously, um, and this season will definitely have some big ones, considering uh, possible defense coordinator replacements and all that jazz. So, here's to uh, you know. You expanded the Packernet uh, galaxy a little bit and uh, look forward to see how that uh, all develops. I'm out. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it it doesn't really matter to me what it is. Just once in a while, there's something that I think would be fun that you guys find fun and it just works and we just do it. You know, I mean, that's what this show is. My wife just, just said, why don't you just do this? And I was like, yeah, why don't I just do that? take a lot off my plate as far as having to figure out what to talk about and structuring the whole uh, show and all that kind of stuff. I can just push play and talk and let it go and then get a bunch more content. And obviously this has been, I mean, it's, it's not exactly up there with the other show, but uh, it's, it's, it's a popular thing and I love doing it. You guys seem to like listening to it. And other times I try stuff and it's like, I either, I don't enjoy it or you guys don't enjoy it or some combination of, of, both and it just kind of goes away and that's fine i don't care i don't mind just taking swings at stuff and if it doesn't hold up then just move on but you keep trying and you keep swinging and uh occasionally you come upon something and like i said i kind of thought this would be more um popular it, it's it's been fine i mean nate's just uh nate's gone in for another one so i've started to put in some more work on that and it, it gives me some time to kind of figure out how best to go about it and um work through some of the kinks on the off chance that it does kind of go off. And if not, then not, it's, it's not a big deal. There'll always be another thing. So appreciate that. And uh, yeah, be ready for another uh, bonus episode. Um, maybe tomorrow, possibly. I, 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 I always get over ambitious. I got a list of, let's see, how big is my list here? He wanted me to find, so there's like three prospects he wanted me to look at and then find a running back that, I think is sort of like Aaron Jones. That reminds me of Aaron Jones. So I went ahead and grabbed a pile of running backs and it is 25 running backs. Probably doesn't need to be that big of a pile, but I figured I wanted to make sure I went through a ton. I mean, this goes all the way into like the sixth, seventh round, basically. Um, as far as their projections, uh, tonight, Isaiah Davis is the lowest from South Dakota state. I just, I watched him, uh, Mayan Williams and Jalen Wright so far. And then I was like, I got to I gotta start actually doing the podcast or I'm not going to get these done while I'm messing around with this. But uh, so far, no Aaron Jones is. I do have one guy that I really like, but uh, it's good. I mean, it just, it gives me, gives me as much as it's like, I like the podcast because I have freedom to do whatever I want. Sometimes, sometimes it's like, I don't know what to do, dude. Just tell me what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm out of ideas, you know? So it's like, find an Aaron Jones. Like, all right. Dope. I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch every running back in existence. I'm going to find an Aaron Jones, and that's what I'm going to do today. 
Hey, Ryan, what up? Uh, I called earlier and I said that I wish people would stop complaining about the refs. Mm -hmm. And so, thus, I am going to call and complain about the refs. Sure. Um, No, but really, it's just, for me, when it comes to refs, all I ask for is consistency. That's all I ask for. If you're going to call one thing earlier in the game, call it the same way later in the game. Don't make calls when you when the game's on the line for one team or another and whatever um like if you're going to call it and not let the players play and call every little thing call every little thing the entire game um make it really annoying really frustrating and for both sides if you're going to just let the players play don't call a pass interference that you haven't been calling all game at the end of the game um this is my this has been my real only problem with the refs for ever since um, the playoff game with Kevin King and against the uh, Bucks. It's just because our, our receivers were getting held that entire game, and then with no calls, and then the moment that Kevin King like snags a little bit of a shirt, that's a pass interference and wins the game for the Bucks. Um, and sends the Bucks to the Super Bowl with at the Bucks Stadium and Tom Brady's first year there. Um, anyways, no, I'm still hung up on that. But it's just call a consistent game. Don't decide it in the end if you haven't been making the same call all game. That's all I could ask for from the refs. Um, other than that, it's just like, yeah, refs are part of the game. You have to beat them. But at least the teams should have a baseline of what kind of refs they're beating in the game. Um, and this whole Lions thing with whatever, um, you can say all you want again about the Lions. Yeah, that might have been a bad call. I didn't see. I didn't see it, so I don't know. But in the end, they called Micah Parsons for an offside the very, very next try. And then Dan Campbell on the third try decided to keep going for two rather than kicking an extra point and which would have brought it to overtime. So I get it's frustrating, but at the same time, that whole end of the game was just a big old mess from play call to refing, whatever. Um, it's just, that's all I can ask for anyways. That's what, I, that's why I called in is just be consistent. Um, other than that, if it's inconsistent refing, then you can blame the rest. However, otherwise, I'm, my three minutes is up, so peace out. I mean, I actually think that's a really good call. The more I was sitting here thinking about it, um, I don't think fans care as much about bad calls. I think they care much more about the consistency of the calls. I mean, everybody I've ever watched football with or talked to basically, first of all, comes out with the baseline of, I don't care whether you're going to play it tight or let the boys play, but call it evenly. I think we all generally agree on that. So it's not about the way that it's called as much. I mean, I would prefer you allow them to be more physical as my preference. But as long as it's consistent, we don't seem to mind. But I've also noticed that, at least for me, and I know for some other people, we don't even necessarily mind bad calls if there's a makeup call that is equivalent. You know, if there's if there's a bad call and then, you know, there's that gave up 15 yards or whatever, and then they call kind of a flimsy hit on the quarterback coming back another 15 yards and it kind of balances out. It, it immediate. In other words, if it was about the bad calls, we would look at that as fans and go, man, these that, that, that just made it twice as bad. You went from one bad call to two bad calls. But as fans, we kind of look at it, as, you know, at least as a fan of, of your, watching your team play, it went from one bad call to, and never mind, we're good. So again, it's not even as much about the bad calls, it's about fairness. Because ultimately, we want the refs to be a non-factor. So if you make a mistake, undo the mistake. If you're going to call it, call it evenly. If you're going to throw a lot of flags, throw a lot of flags on them too. If you're not going to throw a lot of flags, then you better not be throwing a lot of flags at us. I think that's, I think that's actually what it is. It, it, I, it's, it's not the refereeing. I mean, to some degree it is. We don't like the softness. We don't like the constant flag throwing. But as long as we have a perception of an evenly called game, I think most people are going to be content with the refereeing. 
Ryan, what's up, man? Kyle from Madison. How are you, sir? So I'm, I'm guessing by now, you, hell, you've probably done a podcast on it by now. I feel like we're usually on the same page, but we'll see. Um, watching Rogers on McAfee. Yes. Um, you know, it was really, it was, I really enjoyed hearing him refer to the Packers as us and yep. we. Um, you know, it just reminds you, you know, the, the guy bled for the green and gold for so many years. You know, I mean, you know for sure. He's following that team. He's got so many buddies on that team. He still cares about that team. Um, and I just thought that was cool. And it kind of got me thinking, like, obviously I don't wish anybody getting hurt ever, but the upside of Rodgers getting hurt this year is obviously we didn't have to hear the running. I mean, my God, the comparisons, we already have to hear enough comparisons between Rodgers and Love, et cetera, um, when it's going good. It's it is really nice. We didn't have to hear that every every week, you know, when things weren't going so good. Yeah. Um. But it's also just giving me a chance, to kind of, just look at an Aaron. Like, like the yeah, last couple of years, where you know he was wearing on me. Man, I love that dude. Like, I, I can't wait till he can like till we're all totally cool and like love's good and you know everything's copacetic and he can come back. We can welcome him back into. The family with open arms, you know, because man, I do like that dude. And and you got you got to imagine that as smart of a guy as as Rogers is, and as you know, he has such a you know, superior quarterback mind. He had to have known that Love had the potential to be really freaking good, you know. And so him kind of getting out of the way, in a sense, I don't know. It'll be interesting how how this plays out and how we remember. You know, I mean, because really the way it went is about as painless as it possibly could have been. Um, and so it'll be interesting to just hear, like, the inside stories of how that went, you know, in the years to come. But anyway, I don't know. If you haven't touched on that already, if you haven't seen that, definitely give that a watch. Uh, I just thought it was interesting. He's definitely still invested in the team. So anyway, talk to you later, bud. Go Pack. Yeah, I did. I did kind of start off. A show, I think, uh, kind of talking about that, um, kind of a kind of a twofold situation there, with that aspect being, I had the exact same response. It was it was cool to hear him respond to the Packers as us. Granted, a lot of that again was referring specifically to when he was there, but still, um, he he took pride in the fact that the Bears suck. He still hates the Bears. The fact that the Packers own the Bears currently. Uh, I loved what he had to say about Jordan. I mean, he just he just lit it up like this guy is freaking amazing. Like the, you 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 thought it was over, and now all of a sudden you got this young guy and he's really freaking good. He had, he said he made like five or six really amazing throws. I think so. It was really cool to hear. Um, specifically on your point about us being cool and kind of moving on, I've been saying for years we're going to have a much easier reconciliation with Rodgers than we had with Favre. I'm starting to think that that's not going to be the case. I think it's going to be significantly worse. Um, I think things have gotten very, very politicized. Um, there is an element of Rogers saying things he shouldn't say that are, that is sort of harming his ability to come back very easily reconciled. And then there's an element of how that all lands politically that is going to amplify it. Um, in terms of if it wasn't like political, it wouldn't be as well magnified and because it is you know there's very little like forgiveness in that realm when you cross the line um in a way that is considered egregious especially egregious in a political way you are officially exiled so whereas i didn't really expect Favre to be booed but you know there was always concern like i hope that doesn't happen I borderline, depending on how things go, you know, meaning like some kind of an apology from Rodgers, which is never going to happen, I would almost borderline be surprised if there weren't some. Maybe there wouldn't be very much just out of um, fear of reprisal because it's mostly going to be cheers and you don't want to stand out as the one person booing. But um, the the anti-Rodgers sentiment is hitting a fever pitch. Let me just put it that way. It really is. It's becoming... um, it's beyond just I don't like him. He's annoying. It's it's become I don't know what the word is. Um, 
big bigger than that. I mean, it's 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 kind of where Brett Favre is now, where where there's a whole contingent of like you you worry about even mentioning Brett Favre being a good quarterback because you are exiled. How dare you? He's an evil human being, and that's kind of the realm Rogers seems to be walking into. He's some evil figure um, that needs to be, you know, cast out from Packers lore. So we'll we'll see how these things continue to go, but uh, we're we're just moving further and further in that direction, and we haven't even started the political season really, aside from you know a couple Republicans campaigning that nobody cares about. Um, I shouldn't put it that way, you know the the there hasn't been much going on is is what I've been saying is what I'm trying to say, and I think there's only potential for more. I mean we're, we're kind of in peacetime, you know. There, there's no big COVID thing going on. Um, I don't mean literal peacetime because there's obviously wars everywhere at the moment. Um, it, it, I just can see a situation where there's going to be a lot of opportunities for him to continue commenting on much bigger current issues um, than what's going on right now. And uh, yeah, I just I, I worry about his reputation, I guess, because he's he's worthy and deserving of a hero's welcome when he returns and i'm i'm wondering if that's even going to happen i mean obviously the packers are going to welcome him back i just don't know how welcome he's going to be at least with you know call it half the fan base so that's my thought on that i know you're specifically talking about the us thing which again that's that was my whole thing that was all i saw for a very long time was the us thing and then all of a sudden some other clips started pouring out and it's like wait what happened (laughs) what's going on oh my goodness Hey, Ryan, it's uh, Craig from Indiana. I enjoyed watching your live stream on New Year's Eve. Um, I, I was watching it with my, uh, with my family and I was at my mom's house up in Wisconsin and I just had one earpiece in so I could listen to you while they were, we were all watching the TV and, um, and you were slightly behind, but every so often I would just start laughing and my grandson who knows I listen to you a lot was, asking what I was laughing about or did you just say something funny or see something. Uh, so it was kind of fun, but uh, I think they were starting to get a little upset that I was listening to that and probably half paying attention. So the second half oh. I did drop off. So uh, I could be uh, maybe a little bit more focused on them, but it was fun. And um, hopefully we can uh, do that again. Um, I was surprised at the offensive line PF uh, grades. Um and Matt talked about it uh, both in his uh, uh, little interview with uh, with Larry McCarron right after the, the victory and then again in the locker room as they were celebrating about the offensive line. Um, so clearly he felt that they had a good game. Uh, looking at it during the game, I thought it was okay, right, because there were lots of pressures, but no, didn't see any sacks. And, and again, the running game, um, I know a lot of that there in Jones, but it feels like you ought to have some d- – decent blocking when you're well and i think that's the thing i think there's the perception there and, and again i i don't care very much about sacks as much as i care about pressures and um you know the the run game being opened up to aaron jones at least a handful of times i think gave the perception of a great offensive line play i saw everybody not named aaron jones touching the ball going down immediately and a ton of pressures where jordan love was never comfortable in the pocket so that's where I came away from that game just thinking, man, that offensive line sucked. And I was surprised that everyone's like, man, I can't believe how great this offensive line is. And I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't understand. But again, I guess it just uh, depends on how you're looking at it. If, if the results, you know, are uh, the priority, which is zero sacks, that's fine. But again, it, it also kind of comes down to how much you trust it moving forward. What are the odds that Jordan is under pressure constantly, especially up the middle, and doesn't get sacked a ton of times? Very low. I mean, it was it was mirac- miraculous that he was able to stay upright in this this entire game. And uh, if they don't start playing better, you know, congratulations on Jordan Love evading every single sack that came at him in this game. But if the offensive line doesn't continue, doesn't start playing better, that's not going to happen moving forward. So the results are nice. But I don't think the results are necessarily, as far as the sack results, are necessarily a proper reflection of what the offensive line did. That's my perception on it, and that's not everybody, but that is a lot of guys, especially several of which Myers and and you know Elton Jenkins and a few others that were really, really below the standard for themselves and for the team in general. 
they're over 100 yards rushing. Um, but I know the, the holes are pretty, pretty skinny. But, um, and I don't know what all goes into their grades on run blocking. Maybe you could explain that a little bit more on how they grade out those guys. Uh, the last thing I was going to talk about was just, um, uh, getting a wide receiver in the draft. For me, it's not as high a priority. I, I think you talk about that, that it is and getting a clear number one. Um, I did ask one of the chats, uh, AI chats about, uh, hey, what teams have won without a true number one? And they cited three teams, the New England Patriots in 2004. They had Deion Branch, uh, David Gibbons, and Troy Brown. The Ravens in 2013, Bolden, Torrey Smith, and uh, Dennis Pitta, tight end. And then the Eagles in 2018 with uh, uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar and uh, Zach Ertz. Sure. Uh, again, they acknowledge that they usually have strong running games and really solid defenses. So I think if we could show up our defense, get another running back, get a, get the offensive line uh, a little healthy, I would uh, probably pro, uh, prioritize those versus a, a wide receiver. I think we have a really good core, even if there isn't a clear number one. All right. Have a good day. Take care. Go back. Man, to- I, I don't know that we don't have a number one. I mean, again, I think Christian Watson, when he's healthy, has the the upside of a, of a, of a top five wide receiver. And I think we saw that. Um Jaden Reed has been massively impressive, and we don't exactly know what his upside can be. Um, I guess my only thought is it's not going to hurt anything. I mean, if 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 we get a guy and he ends up being a true number one, and also Christian Watson and or Jaden Reed are in that discussion slash category, that doesn't hurt us. You know, um, it's it's not a top priority necessarily, but it, it just would be. It would just it would just make me happy. That's all I know. Anyways, why don't we go ahead and wrap it up? You guys have a good rest of your night. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.